Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the Ideasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Hewitt Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Let us pray. Father, we are so grateful for this morning. Thank you for bringing us to this beautiful church. I pray, Lord, that you will have your way. I pray that you will do what you will do. I pray that you will say what you will say. At the end of our time here, may we know that we have heard from you. Spirit of God, have mercy on me. May I be just a vessel in your hands. I pray that at the end of it, we will know that we have heard from you. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Please take your seat. Hallelujah. Well, I have to say that it's such a pleasure to be here this morning. A pleasure to meet you. Amen. And I want to begin by saluting the angel of this house, your pastor, Pastor Kofi Eidu. Amen. I don't enjoy your clap for your pastor. I don't enjoy it. Hallelujah. That's better. Amen. And for his sweet wife, your first lady, Lady Pastor Betty Eidu. Come on, ladies. You can do better. You can do better. Amen. It's really an honor to be here. LP Candy, thank you very much for coming to pick me up. And also to you, I believe that you are on your way to somewhere great. Amen. I had heard rumors of a church that looks like a lighthouse church. And they said it was somewhere in Fumiswa. And it's really a pleasure to be standing here and to feel at home and to see that it's really, yeah, it's a good place. It's a good place. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we look forward to relating with you more and more. And eh, are you there? Your pastor tells me that his father is my father. So it means that we are siblings, you see. Uh And we want to thank God so much for that. Hallelujah. So we want to thank him for inviting us, and I believe that it's the start of a lot of good things. Amen. Before I start, I will just quickly introduce the few people that I came with. And I have Dennis at the back. He's the guy waving at you from the back. Amen. And then I have over here, where should I even start? Some of my children are not very sober, so, and I can see they have siblings in this house too. So you meet Mabi, who leads our first love, the, the, we call them film stars, we don't say drama club, we call them the film stars. Right beside her, you have Oforewa, one of our preaching ladies, she also works with me. And then we have Dani, who is one of our pastors in training, Amen. Hallelujah. And they are here with us today. And Lady Pastor, do I have your permission before we start? I brought you a gift. 
And I just wanted us to share them and then we continue from there. Amen. One of the things that I do is to promote the books written by Bishop Dag. And we move around the country and we introduce people and ministries to them because there's life in a book. Amen. I said there's life in a book. If you are here, you are one of those who says, what's a crap? You won't do that again after today. <laughs> yeah. Because people who don't like books are people who are failing. Yeah. And when you look in the Bible, the word books is there far more than the word dreams. Far more than the word visions. Dreams is there about some 80-something times. Visions, 90-something. But books is in the Bible 181 times. Are you there? So when you get a book and you stay by it and you read it, you see that great things begin to happen. Hallelujah. I pray that as you receive your copy of Daughter, you can make it, that you will be a daughter who makes it. Amen. In all spheres, not just, you know, in everything. As a woman, as a child of God. Are you there? As a worker, as a minister, as a preacher. In whatever capacity. Hallelujah. There are some men up here who say they are daughters. I think it can work. It can work. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But we have been so blessed by these books and others. And as you get them and you take your time and you eat them, they make a difference in your life. When Joshua was going to war, God didn't send him somebody to give him physical instructions about how to war. He just told him, this book of the law. Are you there? This book of the law shall not depart from out of your mouth. It says that you will meditate on it day and night, being careful to do all that is in it. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. It was from a book. Are you with me? Yeah. So never downplay what a book will do for you. Hallelujah. Great. Well, this morning, I'm just about to get into the topic that I was given. Are you there? Are you ready? Ask your neighbor, are you ready? Tell your neighbor that we're time, we don't sleep. I haven't seen anybody sleeping. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. Yeah. In my church, when you sleep, we pour water on you. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, you have not heard Bishop Dag say it before, fire! Oh, the fire is not a bullet, it's water. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I believe that in the word of God, there's life and there's encouragement. And I believe that whatever the Lord will quicken to your heart, that is your message for today. Amen. The topic that I was given was breaking your walls. Breaking your walls. Breaking your walls. I was thinking about this and I just want to share the things that have come to me as I have dwelled on the scripture. Hallelujah. What's a wall? What is a wall? What's a wall? You know, sometimes you think you know, but it's always good to just redefine it. What's a wall? As I look in the scripture, I can see that the word wall comes up in two different ways. They're talking about a wall around a city, which is like an external wall, and then they talk about walls that are inside the city, around houses, around, I see you have a wall, or it's your neighbor's wall. 
Uh-huh. You know, you're protecting what you have. But at times, you also have walls inside. Amen? So if you get to the other side, there's a wall. This is an office. This is where children are. This is where this is happening. So these are the reasons why we have walls. They can be internal walls, like the wall of Jericho. And we're going to be looking at that scripture very shortly. They can also be, they can be external. They can also be internal walls. And I'm going to try today, as I talk to you, to just help us through with some of these walls. Are you with me? Whether it's the one that is outside of you, or it's the one that is inside of you. And we are using today as our main scripture, the lesson of the wall of Jericho coming down in Joshua chapter 6. And we're going to begin there. Is it okay? Please push your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you okay? All right, then let's flow. Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6, and I'm starting from verse 1. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went in and none, none went out and none came in. Does your Bible say what mine is saying? Sometimes in life you face a wall. A wall is any situation you are in where none comes out. And none comes in. Hello? Does it make sense? Yeah. There are times when you are there and you are just there. You can't see your way clear. You can't, let's call that a wall situation. Nothing is going out. Nothing is going in. And at times when things like this happen, it's almost as if God doesn't even hear you. Now, what happens to us as ladies when we are not hearing or when we come across a wall situation? Many times we start talking. Many times we start crying. Ask your neighbor, which one are you? The talking one or the crying one? <laughs> you can be talking one, crying one. I heard Lady Pastor Betty say both. That one too is possible. You talk and you cry. Because you are facing a situation in life where nothing seems to be going out and nothing seems to be coming in. So the first thing I want to share with you this morning is that when you are facing a wall, start to talk to God about it. Don't start by crying. Hello. I'm fully aware I'm talking to ladies today. Yeah. We cry very easily. Sometimes we, some of us can even turn on the tears. Hello, are you there? Uh -huh. when I, do you not understand when I say turn it on? You are there, no. Then you just, then the tears are coming. <laughs> yeah. It just comes. I used to have one of my spiritual daughters, it was like a tap. It's like you have just opened a tap. <laughs> Open the tap and the tears come. But when that happens, you know, you often don't hear what God has to say. I came to remind you this morning that God is not unaware of the fact that he's sending you where there is a wall. He's not unaware. Hallelujah. When he sent the children of Jericho, he was fully aware that there was a wall there. Let's continue for a bit. Then he said to Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. 
So that should have been the end of the story. Oh, you said that there's a war, but I've given you what is there. One of the amazing things, which is the point number two about God, is the fact that he gives us things, and yet we have to fight for them. I would have expected that if you say you have given it to me, then it's here. That's my expectation. I don't know about you. I don't really expect that I'm now going to have to fight for the thing that he is bringing my way. And that is where the problems begin. Are you there? He said he was going to give you a husband. But you got to fight for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Says he's going to give you a child, but you're going to have to fight for it. The child is not going to come, and then the child is like an angel. Are you there? You see, many of you are young, so what I'm saying, you are looking at me like, oh, okay. Look, if you haven't reached there, just write it down in notes. You will need it soon. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so first, there is a wall. It's not so easy. Then God comes and gives you a word. And the walls are those things in life that are not easy. And then you begin by talking. Then you begin by crying. But you are learning from today that it's not like that. That first we begin by going to talk to God. Now the problem about talking to God is that there are times when we are talking and we're not hearing. Yeah. You're talking, 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 you're not hearing. I would like to just encourage you with a scripture this morning. So do you like open to open to? All right. Isaiah chapter 59. I'm reading from verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not short. That he cannot see. Neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear you. Mercy. Mercy. As charismatic believers, we often forget that we need to confess our sins. Is it true or is it not true? We know that when we confess, we are given forgiveness. But we forget. So many of us, we don't confess at all. So that's problem number one. But problem number two is that you don't even think that you sinned. We have gotten to a place where we don't even seem to understand what the word of God is saying. Some of you, before you left your house this morning, you have already quarreled. They were sending you, you have frowned your face. You were talking to your friend. You were telling lies. In fact, if I hear that you are sitting crying, you told a lie before you came. That's how you managed to get out of the house. Hey, will somebody say amen? Am I talking about something? Yeah. As you were coming, you told your mother that, oh, ma, classes, you know. Because you know that as for your mother, if you say classes, she'll allow you to go. If you say church, she won't allow you to go. Hey, but pastor, what should I have done? That's why I started by saying, ask God. (laughs) Ask God. Many times in the middle of a wall situation, we don't hear him because of sin. You are a wife. You are talking too much. You are quarreling too much. You are saying too much. So the way in which you have even gone about it, now you cannot hear God at all. Are you listening to me? I've been in Tamale for 15 years. In fact, my husband... And I was sent there to start the Lighthouse Churches there. 
and we started the church there at a time when Tamale was not a nice town to be in. Today, it's a very beautiful place. But somehow, when God sends you to a place, he gives you a love for the place. And so we liked the place, and we thrived in the place. And we really enjoyed ourselves. And then one day, tell your neighbor one day. One day, my husband got a text. First, a call came. And the call said, have you ever thought about Kumasi? Oh, of course. No, I have not thought about Kumasi. Then he realized that the person is saying something. <laughs> Suddenly, the eyes and ears opened. Oh, oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> then he got a text saying, transfer to Kumasi. Transfer. And that was all. <laughs> that was all. You see, I, I need to tell you that Oh, Lady Pastor how did I not introduce you when I introduced the people? You two, you didn't say anything. <laughs> anyway, I came with one of our lady pastors. <laughs> That's Lady Pastor Aisha. She's the wife of our bishop in Boku. And she's here visiting me. Hallelujah. Amen. And she's one of the many fruits from the time in Tamale. Hallelujah. You see, you, I need to describe life in Tamale or how it was for me, for you to understand what that text meant. Do you get me? When you have lived among a people that you love for 15 years, it's a city, but you see, there are some cities where, I don't know how to describe it, but eh, if you land at STC station and you say that we are looking, you don't even need, you didn't need our names even. You're just looking for those pastors who were at... Um, who started the lighthouse church, they'll bring you to our door. I, I had forgotten what it means to queue in a bank. Yeah, the, the hospital was in my house. If you're not well, you just take a phone. Uh, because the doctor is a church member, the lab people are church members, the nurses in the church, more than we can carry. I mean, life was comfortable. You know, if the sun was 42 degrees and I didn't feel like going to the market, which was often, <laughs> that one. I have a daughter who is working by the market or in the market. When you are coming, bring, bring this and that. Yeah. Oh, you're not understanding what I'm in. In other words, life was comfortable. I didn't have any, yeah. Then you are sending me a text. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sorry, wait. You are not sending me the text. Then you are sending my husband a text. That move. Move to where? Kumasi. That one to you don't understand. I have to explain that one to you. The Kumasi that you are sending us to, the pastor who used to be here, was a very good friend. He was a major prophet. He would, if he's here, he doesn't need this iPad I've opened to be reading word. Charlie, what came Bible? She said, na, 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 word, neighbor. I mean, are you there? So please, if even you are going to put somebody in Kumasi, not us. We dear, you leave us where we are. Under such conditions, you can easily begin to cry. And you can easily begin to say that, first of all, you are taking me away from all the people who we had grown to love over those 15 years. 
you are taking all the people who were in the church. They were people we had brought to Christ. People we had grown up. People you see today, they are walking around. They are calling them bishop. They are calling them lady pastor. But when we met them, they were children. When we met them, they were 16, 18, 19. And we brought them up. So we were living among our children. Oh, you are not understanding what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Up until today, when I go to Tamale, I call the bishop there that I'm coming. As I'm coming, I'm not looking for a hotel. I'm also not even looking for another room. I'm, he will remove himself from his bedroom, he and his wife, and give me his bed. Oh, cry. Hey, you are very quiet. Oh. <laughs> so you are removing us from all this. We didn't start like that. It had grown to become like that. You send somebody to come and tell us. And I say, Mube Chiralet, baby, nothing, no. Not tell your neighbor. She, she, nothing. Text. So, number one was the text. Number two, as we're coming to Kumasi, where were we going to? Where were we going to stay? I forgot to add that by the grace of God, after about 10 years in, in Tamale, we were now living in our own house. We had done it how we like. Uh-huh. It was, my house, is, it was very elastic. When there's nobody in the house, we are 12. And then there's nobody. <laughs> oh yeah, the house, elastic house. I mean, I'm not talking about a mat on your whole. No, no, no. We had done it how we like it. Are you seeing it? Are you, I hope you're understanding. I think Susu, it was not far from the church. Oh, could easily just go and come. I mean, life was, yeah, easy is the word. Easy is the word. Now, before I became a full-time pastor also, I used to work with farmers. So, they would by all means remember me when yams, oh, by all means, they'll remember me. Up till today in Kumasi, I can't buy yam. Up till today. When I go to market, then I see that there's one tuber of yam. I say, I cannot buy one. What is a tuber of yam? One tuber. Oh, no, no, no. You're turning it, sir. No. By hearing you're turning it, it's a toast. You pack it. You pile it. So this is what I was used to. They said I should come to Kumasi. That's number one. Number two, as I was coming, there was no accommodation offered. One cause of accommodation. Are you there? Anyway, so we knew another pastor who was in town, and I asked her, please, can you find a place for us? Because this is my elastic household. <clears throat> I don't know how or where we're coming to put them. So she showed me a house. When she showed me the house, I could see that this house, it's my elastic house, it will work. It will be okay. When I went to talk to my husband about it, he said, no. I'm talking about a wall. I'm talking about a wall. You have got to leave. You have to move. As you are moving, to where? We have found a place. They say no. You have a choice to start crying. You have a choice to start talking nonsense. You have a choice to go and pray. Hallelujah. So, I took my wall to the Lord. And I said, Lord, 
Why should I say me? Look. <laughs> I said, Lord, look at our number. Look at how many we are. Look at everything that, where are we going to pitch? I said, on top of that too, if we are going to, uh, I forgot to even mention. At the time, I was still working. I was not yet full-time in the ministry, so I had my own office. I employed people. I had to find jobs for them. I had to close down my office because we're moving to Kumasi. I need you to understand that it's a war. I need you to understand that it was a war. Now, at least, let us move into a house because I don't know where we are going to pitch. Have you pitched before? <laughs> My sister, please come. You said something. Come. I just want you to say that. You said what? <laughs> say it inside the mic. <laughs> it's never easy. The person you are patching with. I pay one same mom. Now so watch it. Watch it. Small patch. I gave you small chance. You have come to eat my rice. You come. To... Hey. Hey. Me, the stew. You should have just removed the stew. You collected the meat too. Hey. It's not easy. On top of that, I have only mailed my, my biological children and boys. Hey. How am I going with them? My, all my the adopted children are girls. Where, where am I going with them? On whose floor are we going to pitch? It was a war. And the one house we have found that we can stay. He says no. <laughs> well, the reason was because the house was um, on the Ejusu Road, beyond Ejusu, on the Draben Road. And his office was at Bantama. I said, Lord Jesus. He said, Jenny, now so. We too, what is going to happen to us? I went to pray. In the middle of my prayers, my brother-in-law came on a visit. And this brother-in-law of mine, he, oh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. And he was going to be driving to Accra with my husband. I said, ah, I have got an advocate and a helper. <laughs> because they had planned that on their way to Accra, they would stop at the house that they said no. So I couldn't wait. They passed the house, got to the house, and then they continued to Accra. So I waited for them to get home, and I called my brother, and I said, Charlie, brother, how? Brother says, no means, no means, no means, no means, no. Oh! Look, my heart that was here, it had already gone here. Now it came from here to under my feet. And the day to move was drawing closer. And I said, Lord, I beg you. I don't know how to do this. But I remember one thing. I remember that in all the years of ministry, God had always been my friend. And so I retreated. He is the one who says, come and let us reason together. He's the one. You bring your case. Come and spread your sheet before me. Come and talk to me. So I spread. You see, when you are spreading the sheet, you see, you are crying so hard. You have not stopped long enough to talk to God about the matter. So I sat down. You see, when you mean business with God... I beg you, Danny, please bring me a chair. <laughs> yes, please. Just sorry to disorganize the room. Put it here for me. Wonderful. Can I get another chair? Yeah. I'm talking to you about talking to God when you got a wall. 
Okay. Lord, please sit down. Lord, please sit down. Uh, Lord, please. This tamale that I'm sitting in, I'm very happy here. <laughs> I did not plan to go anywhere. I'm, I'm not saying I won't go, but I'm just telling you that I was very happy here. <laughs> uh, um, but I thank God. Thank you that you have spoken to um, Bishop Dag that he says we should move. Thank you very much. So we are going. But Lord, you see, as you are moving, I say, I'm reminding you, you see this, my Nassan, he doesn't like something, so he needs to have a place to sleep. <laughs> Do you see? Not somebody's call. Uh-huh. You see, as we are going, look at the number of people. Lord, are you seeing it? All these people, they are going some. So please, you see that we can't pitch. <laughs> you see that we can't pitch. Lord, then you see, when we came to Tamalino, have you seen how you have blessed us? I don't know where we'll carry all these things. So, whose place will we go and put it? And you see, Lord, when we don't settle to how to do the work, I pleaded my case before God. Point by point. Step by step. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. No tears. No emotions. I won't insult any. No, 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 no. I didn't even refer nothing. I said, Lord, you see, so right now, there's at least one place. It's true that it's far. But at least we can land there. After landing there, we'll now know what to do. But master says no. You, you say I should submit. So I've submitted, Lord. But this matter there, unless you. And Lord, I need to remind you. Because you see, you are the one who taught me that. The Holy Spirit here. You taught me that he, he's an advocate. He's a lawyer. Lord, please, I need an, a lawyer. You see, you also said that he's my standby. Please, may he stand by to help me. You said also that he's my counselor. Lord, I need some counsel how to do with this matter. Oh, yeah. I pleaded my case before the Lord. And when I was done, I knew that my case has been heard. And I continued packing. Well, my husband was away for a couple of weeks doing, going from one place to another. And one day I got a call. Mm-hmm. I mean, say now. The thing you were saying, I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we should move there, you know. At least when we move there, we'll be there. Everything will be there. Then we'll now see our how far. What do you think? I also say, oh, I, I think what you are. <laughs> I will come and give the Lord a shout this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Help me. How much time do I have? Because I'm only on point number one. Mercy. Hallelujah. I'm talking to you and I'm saying that, look, just get into God's God, okay? Just talk to him. You have been there. Ah, oh, Lord, I need this. It's not happening. Instead of going to sleep with a man for school fees, plead your case. Plead your case. Plead your case. Hallelujah. Can we continue? Let me hurry up. I'm sorry. He goes on to say, I have given into your hand Jericho and the king and the mighty men of valor. Hallelujah. That's why I'm sharing with you that God has given it to you, but he's going to make you fight a fight for it. Why? You see, the way we are, if he doesn't do that, we'll just take the thing and go. Will not relate to him again. He, God, will not relate to him again. Are you not understanding what I'm saying? It is the need and something that keeps drawing us 
to him. If he made your life so sweet, and if he made your life a bed of roses, you will not even remember him. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he kept on telling the children of Israel, when you get where you are going, and you settle down, and your belly is full, remember. Remember. Yeah, remember. Because of our, our t- tendency to forget. Hallelujah. This morning as I'm preaching, I'm talking to many of you who I feel are called into ministry. Yeah. And much as he has said things to you, you are called into the ministry. God is going to use you. God is going to you now have to fight your way through for it. Amen. Fight your way through. Hallelujah. Ask your lady pastor. I'm sure she can tell you that. She's had to fight many fights. And we are still fighting. Oh, we are not still fighting. But remember, he's already assuring you how it will end. He says, I have given you. I've already given you. You see, it's like watching football. Hey, mom, I don't watch Black Stars, so I cannot. Hey, they had to attack. But if they are playing and then they have won, when they are done, now I go and watch. Why? Because I know how it will end. So if even in the middle, I have already heard that they have won. So if even in the middle, their opponent scores a goal, I'm not worried. If even at a point there is a foul, I am not worried. If even at a place it looks as though everything is not is against them, I am not worried. Why am I not worried? Because I already know the outcome of the game. He has given you the city already. And so, yes, you are going through something today. You are going through something tomorrow. Life is not so simple. But you already know the outcome. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. When you know the outcome, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Your pastor came to you and asked you, I want you to do this. You say, oh, I cannot. Hey, what does that mean? Hey, I came to sort it out for you. Fear is a demon. It's a spirit. I beg you. I beg you. Open your Bible. 2 Timothy 1.7 God has not given us a spirit. You thought it was a feeling. And you thought it was a legitimate feeling, but the Bible calls it a spirit. And if you allow the spirit of fear to enter, it will finish you. Am I talking to some ladies here? How many of you are already preaching in churches? Can I see your hand? You have a church. Wonder. Oh, put the hand well. Uh All right. How many of you... Uh, teaching or leading some kind of ministry or fellowship. Can I see your hand? One, two, three. So the rest of you, what have you been doing? If your neighbor's hand didn't go up, ask the neighbor, neighbor, so what have you been doing? (laughs) Are you here? The reason why you are in a ministry like this that is on its way somewhere. And, and ministries like this are always looking for people who, want, who will work, people who will help people to do things. Is it true or it's not true? And you, you have decided that me, dear. I can only be. Uh, 
in my church, I tell them that you came to warm the seat. You came to heat the chair. But there's work to be done. There's work to be done. And usually, the number one reason is fear. Fear. That's the number one reason. Fear that I cannot do it. Fear that I will fail. That's an internal war. But today, I came to bring down those walls. Amen. Amen. When you are asked to do something, you know the outcome already. So start. You know the outcome already. If you allow fear, fear will continue to do other things. Yeah. Amen. That is why there are always fewer women than men working in the house of God. It's not because God has not anointed us. He said it in Joel and it was repeated in the book of Acts. I will pour out of my spirit. Yeah. I will pour it out. Your young men, your young women, did they write minus you? Uh-huh. So you know the outcome already. <laughs> you knew the outcome already. Oh, mommy, you see me, dear. I'm just a new Christian. <laughs> you see me, I like sitting at the back. That's where the devil works. When the devil enters the church, he sits at the back first. I'm so happy I don't know who you are. So I don't know whether you are one of those who sits at the back all the time. Yeah, but every church has a back. And the devil is also there. And those people, when they sit at the back, they are talking during the word. They are sleeping during the word. And that's where you are going to put yourself. Foolish girl. May the Holy Ghost slap you. Mm. 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 You see, fear... If you allow fear, you see, let me, let me, Bishop Dad gives us an illustration, which I think is so beautiful. And he says that, you know, when we used to have louvers in the houses, when thieves are coming to a house, they'll send a small boy, they'll come with a small boy, they'll just remove one, and then the small boy will enter. Uh-huh. That's how they'll enter the house. That's little boy, that's the spirit of fear. Then when he has entered, he will now go, and most of us, when we go to sleep, we lock the door and leave the key. So he will now go and open the door wide. And now the, the masters can come. So when you allow fear to operate in your life, after a while, bigger demons begin to operate. Yeah. Bigger demons begin to operate. I am reminded, we had been in ministry in Tamale for some time, some number of years. And one night, a couple came to see my husband. And... They were not in my, my husband and I passed up different branches, so they were not in my branch, so I stayed in the room. But at a point, my husband came and he said, I think you need to be here as I'm counseling this couple. That night, I saw something I've never seen again in my life. Okay. As we came, the lady started telling a story. And she said, oh, her husband, you know, you see, the husband had been transferred to Tamale, and she didn't come. So she would only come to visit from time to time. She said, the husband, he's always been unfaithful to her. This and that. He had gone after some lady some time. Meanwhile, this man, as he had come to Tamale, he had given his life to Christ and he had straightened his life out. But his wife had become the accuser in the marriage. As she was telling me the story, because my husband told her to tell me, she began to cry. She began to wail. Then she said, so because of that, I'm talking about fear. She's afraid that even as he's in the town, 
other ladies. If you are afraid, pack your things and come. You were, when the man was transferred, you didn't come. Simple. You see, when you are standing there to say, I do, when they are marrying, you better know what you say you are doing. You <laughs> modern young girls nowadays, you want to go and say, I do, I do. When it is time to follow the man, you say, ah, let me be here. Anyway. <laughs> this lady, <laughs> she had gotten to the point where fear had become such a huge thing in her life. Then she now said something I have never forgotten. Then she, she said, you see, so mommy, when I come from Accra, as soon as I put my things down, I start going through the house. And as I'm going through the house, I know that somebody has been here. As I'm going through the house, I search. Then I go and take the baller. What was the Obadambo? I got this one, and yet, yes, see, yes, see. She told me herself, face to face, face to face, like this live report. Uh-huh, CNN. <laughs> then she said, I go and take the baller. Then I pour out everything from the baller. And I start to search it. And I said, You are looking. <laughs> I said, Looking for what? She said, Evidence. Evidence of what? Evidence of another lady has come to the house. Hey, I could not believe that what I was hearing. Then she now came with the killer point. <laughs> and she said, Mommy, the last time when I was looking, I saw some paper crumpled up in the thing. I said, Hey, I've got him. I have got him. This is it. This is the letter. She wrote him a letter. And he knew I was coming, so he has torn it and done it like this and thrown it away. I said, so what did you do? Help me. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Mr. Way, my husband was there. Her husband was there. Anyway, live report. She said, I removed the paper from the ball. Mikachel said, fear no, it is a dambo. Who bought damba? I carried the paper to the hall. I sat down. I opened. I opened it. And I straightened the papers like that. Then I went to get tape, And I taped it. I taped it. And I said, hey, what was on the paper? What was on the paper? Do you want to know what was on the paper? <laughs> Do you really want to know what was on the paper? My sister, should I tell you what was on the paper? Got your nay receipt. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> it was a receipt. Have you seen how crazy we can become when we? <laughs> I'm talking about walls and today some of you have a wall of fear inside you. When you are told do this, you say I cannot. Do that, you say I cannot. Do this one, you say I cannot. Today you are bringing that wall down before it makes you crazy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
I came to talk to anointed women with their purpose. Your pastor has need of you. He needs to be able to send you out in ones, in twos, in fives, and tens. Go and tell somebody about Jesus. Bring somebody to church. Nature somebody. Visit somebody. Polish somebody. Lead somebody. And you are sitting down there saying, I am afraid. I curse that spirit of fear. I bring down that wall of fear. Do you know what God would do with you if he was able to remove the spirit of fear? Do you know? Every one of us who looks as if our lives are together, you should just hear our story and you will know that we were once like you. We too had our fears. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The wall of fear. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. You have reckoned without God. I said, you have reckoned without God. That's why I came to tell you the end of the story. He told them, I have given it to you. I have given it to you. And I'm telling you that God has given it to you. God has given it to you already. You know the end already. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1995, we landed in Tamale. I didn't know anything more anything. Didn't know how to do anything. By the grace of God, the church was, the, the church, the whole lighthouse was smaller so we could call and our father would say, do this. Do that. Do that. Go door to door. Knock on the doors. Do this. Do that. I still remember the day he said, okay, stop. You're not doing any more outreach. You see the people you have, start to train them. Start to train them. Start to train them. Start to train them. Oh yeah. I remember the first time my husband traveled. And I had to preach. And when I finished preaching, I called him. They said, what did you preach? I told him what I had preached. It was a message of his. Seven points. Said, oh, you preached all the seven points. I said, yes, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> then he said, my dear, listen. Three points. Just three points. Three points. Three scriptures. Three windows. Say it after me. I said, three points. Three scriptures. And here I am today talking to beautiful women like you. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me try and move my message on. But I believe that somebody is being helped. Hallelujah. Too much fear. Yeah. Many women go nowhere because of fear. Fear that you won't get a husband. When you get the husband, fear that the husband will leave. Fear that you won't have a child. When you get the child, fear that the child will die. (laughs) Have you seen how it can make you sit in one place? Let's continue. Remember, God told them, go and fight. Then now he began to say something. I'm reading from verse 3. You shall compass the city, all the men of war, and go around about the city. That shall you do for six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark, seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day you shall compass the city seven times. The priests shall blow up with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Hallelujah. Now, I came to say to you that since God said that he was giving you something, the strategy how to take the thing, he's the one who will show it to you. Uh-huh. Are you getting me? He's giving you something. 
He will now show you the strategy. Many times when you come to church, a word is spoken over you. A hand is laid on you. A prophecy has come forth. Now, God is the one who knows how to bring that thing to come to pass in your lives. Are you with me? Even prayer has its strategies. Hallelujah. Now, I am reminded. Are you there? My church is at Ayudias, just here, not far from here. And at a certain time, the time came when we had to expand the church. And <laughs> this is a building church. You know that it's not simple. Are you here? You know that it's not simple. This is a building church. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm comfortable sharing what I'm sharing with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, the time had come to expand the church. And because we were building, if you have built your own house, one of the things you know is that money is scarce because of the buildings. And my people too were there. And every Sunday, half the church is inside the building, half the church is under canopy. Half is inside, half is under canopy. We had managed to do a foundation, managed to extend it. We were happy for a while, but we knew that the rains were coming. And we knew that it was becoming difficult to be there. And so we needed now to go a step up. Because to go up, we'll get a roof over our heads. But how was it going to happen? How was it going to happen? Are you in the church or you have traveled? Yeah. And I knew that most of the people in the church, they are like you. Young people, what do you have in your pocket? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in your pocket? <laughs> Are you there? So, one night, I was so overburdened because I had just received the pictures. We had, had traveled, and where I was, I just received the picture. Oh, the slab is complete. So now that the ground is complete, we have to cover our head. What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? That morning, I had my quiet time. Where's my iPad? Oh, girl. I'm shocked. Maybe the pastor says I've talked enough. We should go home. <laughs> that morning, my quiet time was from Psalm 18. And it ended in verse 27. But if you have your quiet time in the presence of God, there are times when he will move you that do something else. And I was moved to continue reading. I read verse 28. I didn't see anything. But when I got to verse 29, there was a scripture there, and it said, For by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God I have leaped over a wall. And let me explain it. As you can tell anybody, for by thee I have run through a troop. What does it mean? It means that I'm standing here, and in front of me are soldiers. If they are soldiers, I cannot pass them. But it's saying that by God, the soldiers are there, but I have run through. Today, somebody, you are running through. You see, those troops are a wall. Those soldiers are a wall. And some of you, you turn here poverty, you turn there poverty, you turn this way poverty, you turn that way poverty. There are troops, but the scripture says by thee, by God, you will run through the troops. Hallelujah. Then it goes on to say, 
and by thee I have leapt over the wall. Not just, in other words, I'm not climbing the wall. To leap over, it means I have jumped over the wall. I speak to somebody today, there's a wall. That wall represents any situation, any problem. And he's saying, and by thee, I have jumped over the wall. So that morning, I enjoyed that scripture. It encouraged me. And then I went on to the meeting that I had gone to. But in the night when I returned, I lay down on my bed to sleep, tired. And the Spirit of God said, do you remember the scripture I gave you? I gave you that scripture for war. Rise up and begin to pray. Rise up and begin to confess. And I remembered that troops were stacked against me. I could see a church that was not able to build itself. I said, we are building. We are moving. Are you here? I began to use that scripture. I said, Lord, it is like a wall in front of me. When a wall is in front of you, you cannot see your way out. A wall is not a door. A wall is not a window. A wall is something. It just stands there. It is just there. And by its being there, it's defying you. It's defying you. But I suddenly knew the Lord, I am leaping over this wall. All of a sudden, by this time, it was around 1 a.m. And my phone went. Who is calling at 1 a.m.? And why? My daughter-in-law, that's the wife of my first son. She is far away in a country called Madagascar. That night, the Holy Spirit had woken her up and said to her, your mother needs prayer. Your mother needs prayer. And so she had picked her phone and she could see that I was on the phone because my Bible was on my phone and I had opened the scripture I was praying and so she called mommy what is going on I said girl I have 1000 students in the church there I don't have a roof over their heads if I'm going to organize canopies the canopies will cost me 2500 a Sunday 10,000 Ghana cities per month from where and I don't have the money to go up what shall I do I am praying. And she said, the Holy Ghost woke me up to pray with you. I sent her the scripture and we prayed. And let me just cut a long story short. Less than two days after that prayer. <laughs> Somebody doesn't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I said less than two days after that prayer. A young lady who had been in our church as a child. She had come from a very poor home. And God had blessed her. God had lifted her. And that day, God spoke to her. And I was sitting in my house. And she said, send me your account number. And when I sent her the account number, before God and before man, nobody has ever blessed my church like that. 85,000 Ghana cities. Bam! I don't think there are believers in this church. I said, I don't know if there are any believers in this church. I don't know what you are looking for. Hey, my sister, I have been a pastor since 1997. I have never had somebody pay into my account 30,000 Ghana cities. I have never seen 40,000 Ghana cities in one go like that. But that day, when the Lord gave me a scripture, when he showed me how to war, when he told me I'll go through the troops, when he showed me how to jump over the wall, hey, 
Just like that. Two days. Two days, my grandson didn't finish because I was still in the location of the meeting. And that thing. You want to know what is even more interesting? I came back home excited. And in the pastor's meeting that Sunday, I shared with them what had happened. And then my phone went crying again. <laughs> Usually when you are having a meeting, you don't pick the phone. But I picked it. It was the same girl. And as I went off to listen to what she had to say, then she said to me, I am sending you 500 chairs. 500 chairs. Hey! Lady Pastor, I have gone to look at those chairs online. Online. The chairs were actually being imported. Baku, one. It's about $150, not CBC. I don't know. I don't know about you. But I'm saying to you that when God gives you that promise, He's now going to give you the strategy how to get through. The strategy cannot go against His word. That's why you cannot steal to get it. That's why you cannot cheat to get it. That's why you cannot go and sleep with somebody to get it. But I came to tell you that we have a living God. And if you believe him, you will run. The soldiers will be there. And you will just walk through them. And they will pass on the left and the right. And you will pass through. Oh yeah. The wall. It will be there. High and unmovable. Up there. High and unmovable. But by my God, I will leap over the wall. Over the wall. Put your hands together for the Lord. Uh, please, where's my iPad? <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm finishing. Mm. <laughs> the last point I want to share with you today. This point is so difficult for us. Hey, as ladies, obey the instructions. Mm. Obey. Did you hear what I said? Obey the instruction. Obey the instruction. Obey the instruction. Let's look at the scripture. Joshua chapter 6, verse 10. Because Joshua has heard from the Lord to go and take Jericho. And he's now telling the people. And he commanded them, he said, you shall not shout. I don't think there were charismatics there. They don't know. Because charismatics, we cannot easily be quiet. <laughs> you know when you're having a prayer meeting, and you say everybody be quiet, you still hear somebody there saying, Hey, but he said, you shall not shout. <laughs> Then he goes on to say, no make any noise with your voice. Because God knows how we are. We'll say I wasn't shouting. So he said, don't make any noise with your voice. <laughs> Specific. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth <laughs> until the day I bid you shout. Clear instruction. Many of us who are in the house, the reason why our walls have not come down is because we can't obey instructions 
Or we do not want to obey instructions. That is why when they told you to do this, they say, oh, me, they mean pal. I don't like problems. That's a demon right there. I said, that's a demon right there. Disobedience is of the devil. There's no two ways about it. Can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? You see, every town has its spirit. Every town. And when you are believers in a town, it is good to know the spirit that is in the town. If you don't know it, you fall under it. If you don't know it. So for instance, if you're in Tamale, and usually it's more than one, one of the spirits of Tamale is somebody should carry me. I don't have. I don't have. Somebody should carry me. What I'm saying is my Tamale. Is it true? It's not true. Kata, is it true? It's not true. Yeah. So even when people can do something, they are just there. Somebody should carry me. That's one of the spirits there. One of the spirits here in Kumasi is the spirit of disobedience. The spirit of rebellion. It's there. It's just lying there. You see, it's just, it's lying. It's just lying there. So when you come and pass, it tries to hold you. And that's why you should be aware of it. That's why when you give an instruction, go here. The person says, I won't do. What I'm saying is it true. You see, the way you have made your face is not. You are tempting me to come home with a message. Please, oh, is there a choir in the house? Good. What time is their meeting time? What's their meeting time? When do you meet to rehearse? What time do you meet to rehearse, please? Friday. What time? Mm. When you arrive at 4.30, how many of you are there? Mm. Yeah. What of this is true or is not true? When you bring the song, you say that we are going to learn the song. How many learn the words of the song? And how many only learn the colors? <laughs> you see, it's not because the singers are more disobedient than others. It's just that the example, we can relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dialing your number. Zelo to Zelo. Why, why Zelo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that disobedience is alive and well in the church. So when pastor says, let us come and do some fasting and prayer. I wonder how many. Oh, sir. Oh, you. Today, Sir, if we check stomachs, some stomachs have got tea and egg inside. Some stomachs have yesterday's banku inside. Some stomachs have kenke water inside. I'm telling you something. Hey, so lady pastor, as she was coming, you have said everything. Me and you, have we discussed this matter? I am so excited to see 
something standing here saying, have you listened to Pastor Kofi Edu on pod bean today? And yet, baby, anka, me bad before we phone. Now my baby will phone so ashe. Disobedient church members. Yeah, but you don't know that that pod bean is one of the strategies of fighting. Yes, yes. You see that you are quiet. Yeah. <laughs> May you heal from the injections. Yeah. But you see, I'm saying these things for you to see it. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. Uh-huh. It's a spirit. You may wonder, hey, so, so for cry, why does he want us to be on board me? After all, we have heard the message in the church. What is the use? The day your church is 5,000 churches worldwide, you will understand the use of that pod bean. You understand? Yeah. When we were the size you are now, at that time, we didn't, we have a podcast. We didn't have it. So we had grown probably about 1,002, 1,004 churches before we started. And you can go to a town by the grace of God and ministry have moved around. You can get to a place and the place is called Lighters, but who come out? You wonder that, ah, what strange idea is that? Until podcast came. It was podcast that tied us together. Yeah. It was podcast. So as you are here thinking that, oh, soft crowding, or yeah, I did do. I came to church. It's your small mind. Disobedience. <laughs> Look. God told Joshua. He said on day one, they should go around just once. Day two, once. And they shouldn't talk. Day three, four, five, six. Said, but on the seventh day, they should go around seven times. And when they hear the trumpet, they should shout. Strategy. But if it was today's Christians, when he comes to say we should go around for seven days, somebody will wake up and say, nothing. Seven days, you are bread, adding. What is this? Is that how to break down a wall? If you are to break down a day or suffer, wouldn't them say you're the pickaxe, they're buddhai. And then the house. What is the seven times Kawanu Tom, you child of Belial? Oh, yeah. Today I am facing down a demon. I came to remove that demon. If we don't do anything but we execute that one alone. That was God's strategy. If they had walked around for six days, Jericho would never have come down. If they had walked around for seven days, but on the seventh day they had gone around only five times, the wall would not have come down. And some of you who are sitting with an old problem, the reason is your disobedience. God asked you to do something. You did half. You didn't do the rest. I'm talking to somebody in the house. Yeah. You see, obey the instruction. The hardest instructions to obey are the ones we don't understand. And then you feel that, oh, mamitsiasiansa. What do you mean? God should come and explain to you before you do. Oh, pastor, oh it's not that God, though, but at least there's a say, Pastor Chechem, it's good I don't know who you are. I finished you this morning. 
Hey, where were you when the man of God was giving birth to the ministry that today you have a question to ask? I don't know who I'm facing like that. Thank God I don't know anybody here. Hey. Yeah. You don't understand why. Why did the instruction come? Leave Tamale and come to Kumasi. I don't know why. I don't know why. It wasn't my place to ask why. My place was pack the things and come. I say to the glory of God, we have been here for 10 years. Where we have moved in is far larger than we would ever have been in Tamale. Ever. But at the time, I didn't see it. And many times to go forward with God, you go backwards first. Oh yeah. You go backwards first to see whether you open your mouth and say things. And that's why the instruction was And my women, we talk too much. Hey! And in the talking, so much unbelief. Somebody here, you have a friend. You have to tell that friend to shut up. Shut up! Not only on things in the scriptures, things in your home, things in your business, things in your school. The person should be quiet. Be quiet. That's why the instructions were very clear. Don't make a sound. Don't make a noise with your mouth. Don't say anything. Just keep walking. Do you think they were not tired? Do you think they were not sweating? A whole city go around seven times. And like, eh, Pastor, he doesn't care for us. That's why they said be quiet. Yeah. That's why they said be quiet. Because if they had allowed speaking, there would have been one child or Belial there who would start problems. I say, oh, I didn't cry, no. Say, yeah, yeah, we have gone around, sir. What has changed? Some of us are like Naaman the leper. When Elijah told him to go and dip seven times in the Jordan, he got angry. And that's my last point. My last point is offense. Too many are too offended too often. Ah, why? The Bible says that as for offense, there it will come. It will come. It will come. But today I can show you how to never be offended again in your life. Are you interested? You will never again be hurt in your life. I should show you, see, what he said, look, bona fide way, bona fide, tried and true, and true, tried and proven, you will never be offended again. You are sure you want to hear? Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Die. <laughs> die. If you don't want anybody to offend you again, <laughs> die. <laughs> Just die. Have you gone to the machine before? When they pull that body out of the thing? With the eyes, they just drop it. Have you heard them with the dead body scream? No. Sometimes when they throw it, they say, Oh, I swear, be crow. And they pick it a second time and boom, And the dead body is silent. You don't want to be offended again, die. But if you are in church, and if there are living human beings in church, somebody will by all means step on your leg. Yeah. Somebody will by all means push you. Somebody will by all means be unfair to you. Is it a problem? It is not a problem. Naaman woke up and said, Ah, I should go to this, your dirty Jordan, and I should stop myself. There are better rivers. They should come and see what we have in Syria. Well, those waters in Syria don't have any healing. And if you want to be healed, the healing is in the Jordan. And if you want to have a good life, the good life is in the church. And if you are in the church, there are human beings in the church. Somebody will step on your leg. That's one day. 
So if you have not prepared to die now, then understand that offense there, sanity. And so Corista, that you have made your face contain because I talked to your matter. Straighten your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start to deal with the issues, then the people who the issue. Eh, when the word of God is choking you, you look straight and you smile. Nobody will know it is you. But you take the point and you correct yourself. Hallelujah. Decide. As for offense, decide that you cannot be offended. Decide it. It is a decision. Otherwise, the devil will use offense to delete you. He has tried fear. It didn't work. If he has tried fear, it didn't work. The next one he will use is offense. And the church is full of offended people. Eh? The way that she spoke to me, she shouldn't have. Well, you too, you shouldn't have behaved like that. Eh? Why is she talking like that? Because she's tired. She's tired. Lady B, this morning, I just blasted somebody on my phone. I'm responsible for sharing some things around the place. Three days ago, I put a message. If you are not sure how this thing will come to your town, please contact me. People have contacted me from different places. You alone, you have been quiet. How is the thing supposed to? I don't know how it's supposed to reach there, and I don't care. I gave you three days. If you will not call at that time, be there. But who can share by this time? No offense. But I was just asking something. At least you could have said it. I can't say it softly. I cannot. I cannot say it softly. Ah. Eh, but 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 we are in the church. In the church. Is it not in the church? They say God is love. Did you not read your Bible that Jesus has came somebody in the church before? Ah. And there are some cry. Oh. Oh yeah. And by the time we finish dealing with all these stubborn people who are there, and she here now with Christianity, baby Three days old. One name says me text, and I pay and I was sorry. I don't know and I don't care. But what can share the mommy? Hallelujah. But the Bible says that when they did everything that God asked them to do. They came, day one, walked around. Day two, they walked. Three, four, five, six. On the seventh day, they walked around seven times. And Joshua said to them, Shout, for the Lord has given you the victory. You have the victory already. You have the victory already. Look at that wall. Go to God in prayer. Take the strategy that he gives you. Pray your way through it. Obey the instruction and God will deliver you. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet this morning. Stand to your feet. And just bow down your head this morning. And just pray for yourself. Just pray for yourself for a few minutes. Just thank God for the word and just thank him for every wall that is in front of you. Ask him for the grace 
to do your best. Ask him for the grace. Ask him for the grace. Dismiss the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. Dismiss the spirit of fear. Dismiss the spirit of fear. Repent of every disobedience in the name of Jesus. And ask the Lord to just soften your hearts to do his will. To do his will. To do his will. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. Before I take my seat, you are here this afternoon and you, you are in front of a wall. A wall represents anything that doesn't give you the freedom to go and to come as you wish. Just place your hand over your heart. I want to just pray with you. And I want to pray that your, the Lord will give you grace to stand. Grace to hear him. That you will see the strategy to get out. He'll help you to obey. Father, I thank you for your daughters. I thank you for each one whose heart is a, hand is upon her heart. Each one facing a wall. Father, may that wall come down in the name of Jesus. I pray that we will hear your strategy well. Clearly. And we will do what you have asked us to do. Thank you for showing us the end. I pray that this afternoon, each one will walk through. They will run through the truth. They will leap over the wall. That wall will not stop them. I pray, oh God, that obedience will be their portion. Help us to obey you. Help us to hear you. And help us to do your will. In the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Lady Pastor, can I pray one more prayer? You are here in the house and you know God has called you. It has been difficult to answer the call. You are trying. I just want to pray a prayer to encourage you. You believe that God has called you to do something for him. Just lift up your hand where you are. I want to pray with you. I want to pray that he himself will just quicken your spirit and, and just encourage you to answer that call. Father, see their hands. Father, see their hands. See their hands. Anoint them today for what you have called them. Anoint them again. Let every fear fall away in Jesus' name. Cause them to be sharp tools in your hand. Sharp tools. And Lord, let your will be done in their lives. And everyone shall say, Amen and Amen. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Maybe you came here because somebody invited you. Maybe you are here all the time, but you have not given your life to Jesus. Allow me to lead you to that precious one. The one who will come into your life and change it and make you a new creature. You've not given your life to Jesus, but you want to do so. Just lift up your right hand and I want to pray with you. You're here, you're saying that I, I, I want my name written in the book of life. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you quickly. Thank you, Jesus. Baba, thank you. Thank you for each of your daughters here and for the Caris Conference. Thank you for calling us, for blessing us. Thank you for the angel of this house and his wife. I pray that you will move them to higher heights and your will will be done in their lives. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Put your hands together. Let's receive Lady Pastor Betty.
believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at Ethel Ayudiasi. God richly bless you. Oh,